What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Click or Skip. I am Mike. And I'm Sean. And we give you brutally honest spoiler and non-spoiler reviews on the latest and greatest of popular movies and shows. And just a reminder to all you newcomers out there, we give you a short non-spoiler review first, followed by if we would, of course, recommend a click, which means to see it, or a skip, which means do not. And then we give you just a brief second to get out of here for all you people that do care about spoilers, because then we go into our spoiler review, and then we follow it up with a final rating. So, this week we did go ahead and see Thor Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. We did. And it, it happened. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, but yeah, I feel like you like people already know what's going to happen right whenever we say the name of the movie, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, let's go ahead. Instead of distilling it into one word, let's go ahead and, and talk about what our thoughts on this movie was, especially coming off the success of Ragnarok. Um, because we're still going off of Taika Waititi's direction with Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go ahead and, and talk about the non-spoiler review. So, Sean, take it away. What do you think? So, um, there were ups, there were downs, there were uh, every which ways. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those movies that it reminded me in a weird way. The and I, I can't put a finger on exactly what it is. But I feel similar that to what I felt whenever I saw the amazing Spider-Man 2. Right. Mm -hmm. And it gave me this kind of like anxious feeling because it was it would jump so quickly. Like and there was no time to like kind of like digest anything that I walked away having trouble remembering a lot of parts of it. Right. Right. Um, And that that was similar to to how the amazing Spider-Man 2 felt for me. And right. with this one, it was just, it was, it was one of those where there, there were times where like I was laughing my ass off and there were other times where I, I legitimately was like, I was like, that was crass. That was actually like kind of just inappropriate. Like mm. I, it was, it was a bizarre, like I keep using the word bizarre in like all my reviews, but um, basically it just, it, it would sway from left to right. And so I've kind of distilled it down to, I think it really had a tonal problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is one of those where like, I enjoyed tons of moments. There were moments where I was like, I was like, this is so cool. Like, oh my God. And then there, of course there were moments where, um, I was kind of, uh, upset at the decisions that were made. So, um, I think I know one of them. We'll see in the spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, but that was the vibe I got. So I'm very conflicted. Um, I think I enjoyed it more than I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, so, but am I excited about Taika Waititi doing another Thor? Not as much. I'm kind of going in the direction of like, you know, um, who is it that did, uh, uh, well, I'm thinking of like, you know, like, I don't know, just an assortment of other directors that could, you know, still helm, uh, the personality of Mm -hmm. this Thor, but kind of take it into a more fresh direction. Right. So yeah. that's that's where I'm at is I'm kind of I'm questioning the 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 directorship of this one. So, right. Yeah. OK, well, fair enough. Um, for me, you know, there was definitely some things that I, I liked and I found funny. Um, but there was I would have to say surprisingly uh, a lot more that I was just not a fan of. And I, I'm really shocked by that because I I really enjoyed um, Ragnarok. 
that's your favorite one. That's my it? favorite one yeah. of all of the Ragnarok's MCU movies. Delightful, like from beginning yeah. to end. Yeah, it, it's just a great time, and I think it was done masterfully, and it got away from the really narrow-minded version. I think of the original Thor, like the attitude and, and portrayal of Thor, but then mm-hmm. it it now is narrow in its own way. I think. Yeah. Um. And so, like, that's kind of the problem that I've had with this, and I feel like a lot of this has to do with the success of Taika Waititi as a director and like you know his I say growth but I don't know if it's necessarily good but you know I'll kind of go into the more of the specifics on that part in this weather review but overall I mean one thing that was cool was that although at certain moments I do think the CGI was a bit janky for the most part there were some really really cool visual scenes there mm. and i've come to expect a lot of those with thor because it's very you know celestial right and so we're seeing a lot of those beautiful skyscapes um, that we've gotten used to and you got like all the colors like you know the rainbow bridge and stuff like that and that's and that's even a, a big theme here like the colors and the lack of colors right um and so like they did a good job with most of those things but when it came to the comedy like there was definitely some as you said like there was some laugh out loud areas where legitimately like everyone in the crowd was hysterical and then there was some scenes where for the first time for me i did really feel like it was unnecessary to make a joke out of something yeah um which i know has been one of your complaints before in the past and i'm sure you're going to get into it in the spoiler zone so I'll save that one for you. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like overall, though, um, you know, it's interesting. There's there's a lot of stuff there. I'm not sure if I if I legitimately hype myself up a bit too much. I try to stay aware of that mm-hmm. on, you know, try to keep it objective on, on if it's a, a good movie or not. But in this case, I, I, I might have because I was such a big fan of Taika Waititi and uh, Ragnarok. I think I might have hyped it up a little bit too much in my mind. But yeah, like it just it just fell like flat for me in a lot of places. And I feel yeah. like it, I feel like if I had to bring this all into one metaphor, it feels like a high budget improv movie where like, you know, the the whole saying with improv is say yes. I yeah. feel like literally for this movie, they were just like you know anything goes sure you know screw the consequences like oh is that you know foundation breaking in the world yeah sure but whatever yeah you know like i just feel like there was a lot of that for for the sake of more quote-unquote fun you know what i mean yeah and i think that you do need to have boundaries in a world to make things that to make the times whenever you pass boundaries more meaningful you know what Mm -hmm. i mean yeah so a lot of those issues um but overall like yeah, let's go ahead and give it our, our clicker skip rating <laughs> until we can really get into the nitty gritty of, of this uh, movie here. So, Sean, click or skip? Um, I'm going to give it a click. I still think it's worth the watch. Um, I I think it was there were moments that were enjoyable um, enough for me to want to see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's kind of how I looked at uh, The Last Jedi, too, right? Where, right. like... There were like some of the the battle sequences uh, were awesome, you know. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that that whole opening sequence where the uh, the bombardiers in the in the beginning was sick, um, but like when you really start to watch it for what it is, like as a movie, mm-hmm. um, I just don't think it's gonna deliver on that aspect. It's very much spectacle, um, but I think a spectacle is worth a click. 
So that's where I'm okay. going. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I, I think whenever it comes to Marvel movies, in, in a sense, like you, if you really kind of want to keep up with the chain of events, you kind of need to watch it. So mm-hmm. because of that, I would say that it's a click. But if, if it's someone that's very just a casual goer, I would say for you guys, it's a skip. But ultimately, I think I would bring it to a click for me just because I don't think it did enough to really um, be an ultimate negative. Like, you know, you're not going to want to see it because it will be upsetting. Like, it, it's none of that. And it does have the draw of, um, you know, keeping a particular timeline with the rest of the movies. Hmm. So ultimately and objectively, yes, I would say a click. But know this, I was very close to saying skip on this one. Oh, wow. Uh, surprisingly so. Uh, yeah. So we'll see in the final ratings just just what I put it at. But, um, yeah, that's it for the uh, non-spoiler review section. So we're going to go ahead, hit you with about 10, 15 seconds of some music, and then we're going to be getting on to the nitty-gritty spoiler stuff. All right, everyone, we are back. Um, this is your last chance. Get out of here if you care about spoilers because we're about to go deep into them. Okay, so this one, I'm going to let you kind of kick off a few big pain points for you. Okay. Um, what And, and, and uh, some good things, too. Some particular points, if you remember off the top of your head. Yeah. yeah. The things that really shined in this movie. So go ahead. So... I think we all know uh, we all know this is going to come up. Um, we're just gonna, the goats. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the goats. So that was a, a weird kind of thing for me, which I was like, I shouldn't be thinking like this in a Thor. Like, so ultimately it was a fail. Right. Mm-hmm. But like the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the second time I heard, it, I was like, oh God, no, like, please. <laughs> and then the third time I heard it, I was like, it was funny because I knew how uncomfortable and how annoyed everyone else was. Does that make sense? So I wasn't I mean, really laughing at the the goats. I was laughing at like the situation of like I'm surrounded by people who are not laughing at this and that are like just it's it's clearly painful for them. So that made me laugh, if that makes okay. sense. So, <laughs> so it, it wasn't good. It wasn't laughing because good job by them. Right? No, it was. Okay. Yeah. Laughing because laughing the uh, opposite. Really. Yeah. Because it was just so cringe. Too but um, so, yeah, that was the that was the big thing where I was just kind of like a little bit flabbergasted that that would make it past the editing board. Like everyone that watched that, because think about it, right? Like these these editors are watching this stuff over and over again like they've Mm -hmm. they've watched this movie they can have everything memorized because they just keep watching these clips over and over again and someone like decided to splice up all three of those goat things and like had to must have reviewed it multiple times and said that's a good idea like so i was a little kind of like taken aback by that let Um, me me pause you right there real quick just because i think this is interesting interesting because i'm in total contrast of that opinion really i I, I legitimately think that my favorite characters in the entire thing were the coats. Oh my God. Like oh my God. I thought, and, and maybe I'm a worse person for this, <laughs> but I thought the goats were absolutely hysterical. Anytime, like literally anytime that I was looking at 
the actual actors and i'm like oh god like really this is happening right now like whenever i hear the goat scream randomly <laughs> i'm like okay at least i have that going for me yeah, so honestly yeah. that was a saving grace for me oh wow um, wow uh, yeah okay. my my wife was the same way she thought that that was hilarious i could not stop laughing at that especially whenever they they brought them and told them to put it on the on the ship because they were like they're and they're your gifts so you have to take them with you <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it, it was i thought it was hysterical i don't know if anyone knows this also but uh, that was also a play on the fact that um thor actually has two giant goats yeah, in the um, in the comics, yeah, in the comics, and so that was like kind of the origin story of of how he gets them in the the MCU. But yeah, like either way, um, I just I thought that they were great. But yeah, keep going with your review. I just yeah, thought that was yeah. interesting. Um, so in in this thing, it's like I'm not looking for a complete affinity to uh the comics, right? Right. But like part of the the issue with the goats that I had too was like in the comics, the goats are like these you know, epic creatures that, you know, were untamable. And of course, Thor is one of the only people that was able to tame them. And they have like these certain special powers that, you know, let them do shit and whatever. Like he, they're kind of like a, an artifact more than like a pet, if that makes sense. But, um, so it, it, it felt a little underutilized in that respect. Like it, um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's the only complaint I really had with the, the goats. Uh, mm-hmm. it was just, it was a, you know, a little, little too much for me. I thought it, it would have been hilarious if it was one and done. Like, I'm like, okay, like we're good. You know, um, the other thing, and I just want to get this off my chest cause I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. But the other problem I had, I had one problem that really pissed me off and I always, uh, and I've talked to Mike about this a, a bazillion times, but I always hate it whenever they, they play with your emotions. Right. Like mm-hmm. they do one thing and then they kind of undercut it and like make it cheap that you felt something. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the moment that Cord got hit by a lightning bolt. Right. And I was like, mm, I was like, this, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like they actually killed off Cord. Like that's devastating. Right. Yeah. And I was like that. And I had a, a moment of kind of like, oh, wow. Like this is a huge moment in Thor's, um, you know, uh, character arc. Right. Same. Um, yeah. And then he hears him talking and then he digs him out and it's his face. And it's like basically his face is talking for the rest of the time and turns it into a total joke. And I, that's what the moment where I was just like, yeah, this is not my favorite Thor movie, like for sure. Um, so that that is my biggest pet peeve is whenever they undercut dramatic moments um, for comedy that just it. it that that felt kind of crass to me. Like I thought that was a little inappropriate. I so. I didn't think, I wouldn't say inappropriate, but I I just think it was um like a silly thing to do. Yeah. Like I, I there could have been an emotional impact there, but I agree they decided to undercut and go for comedy instead. And and that's kind of a few points in this movie that I agree could have been handled better. Yeah. Um, so th- those are my, my two big complaints. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to complain too much. Um, I've got some good stuff I want to talk about too, but I'll throw it right. back to you. Okay. Yeah. So for me, um, I would say one of the big things that I have, and this is, this is a real big pet peeve of mine because I think that it kind of breaks the power spectrum that they try to establish. And for me, like uh, one thing that I just really, really hate is was, was whenever Thor gave his ability 
to the, all the kids. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why are you like? That, that how was, is that a thing? That was a, the moment I rolled my eyes so far in the back of my head. I thought I was going to go blind. Like it was, that yeah. Bad. Like I was just kind of like, oh, like this is just. It, it, at that moment, like you just realize. I mean, I, I realized earlier than that, but that was the kind of the nail in the coffin where I was just like. He's just not taking this seriously at all. He kind of thinks exactly. it's, a, it's a joke, you know. Exactly. Um, and and for me, sucks. like, yeah. right, right, right. It, it cheapens everything, I think, yeah. whenever you do that. Because I'm like, okay, if, if A, if he has that power, and A, it doesn't seem like a new power because he was like, yeah, I know how to do this, no problem. Um, I was like, why hasn't that happened more often? Like, if you have that ability, mm-hmm. why are you not using it all the time for incredibly challenging things? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. That's the problem with introducing things like that. I had that issue with Shazam as well. It's like, okay, well, if you can make like 10 of you, then whenever you are faced with a challenge in the future, this should not be a problem right? because there's 10 of you. So that's the issue. And I hate it because I think it's foundation breaking and I think it cheapens whatever character you actually have. And here, especially just giving it like willy nilly to like fucking 20 children just Mm. because I was like, what? I was like, come on. Like, this is a joke. And it, I agree. It, it makes it seem like he just wasn't taking it seriously. And this is goes along with the kind of like improv feel that I had where it was just like, yeah, sure, we can do this. And what if we do this on top of it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that that didn't feel great at all. And there wasn't much of an explanation behind it at all. He's just like, yeah, this is what I have to do. He wasn't even holding Mjolnir or um, the other one. I forgot what it's called. Uh, Stormbreaker. Uh, yeah, Stormbreaker. He wasn't even holding either of those. He was holding Zeus's thing. Yeah. And so I'm like, this feels like bullshit. And he was talking to it. He was talking to Zeus's lightning bolt as if it was Mjolnir. Yeah. And I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm like, why is this a thing? Yeah. And so it just felt like, yeah, whatever. We don't have to explain ourselves. Fuck it. Like, it's just funny. And that's all we care about is getting some laughs. Yeah. And so I was just like, Ugh, it felt really bad in that moment. So, yeah, that was part of it. I also felt like they really could have done a lot more whenever it came to whenever they went to the the god area, right? Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was really cool whenever they first showed up and you got to see all of these different gods, right? And I was like, this is this is really cool. Uh, they they threw in some cheap ones, right? Like the what was yeah. it? Like the, the the one god of like dumplings or something. Yeah, the dumpling god. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's a story there or not, but either way, it didn't feel great. Um, I just felt like it should have taken itself like much more seriously there. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, but instead it turned everyone into Thor basically. And I get that, you know, the gods are kind of like, because they don't really have too many consequences to begin with. So they're, they are kind of like happy go lucky. They're like, Mm -hmm. whatever, but you can, you can portray that attitude without cheapening everything. Right. Because some things do matter to these characters. And with Zeus, like, I, I just I'm a huge fan of Russell Crowe, but honestly, like that performance and it's obviously n- not really him. It's the script. Right. Mm-hmm. But for him, like, I don't know. I thought it was just kind of crappy. Like he was just like this guy that didn't really give a shit and was like, oh, I don't want to fight him. So whatever. And he was just more interested in doing some lightning tricks. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's funny for a for a one off joke or whatever, but you didn't get to see much of a personality. Like you had that one serious moment with him where he kind of went up, but he was still kind of, eh. well, and that was the thing is I was hoping whenever he did that moment, you were kind of see under the veil, right? Like it was kind of like the wizard of all. But it was more of the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of like, no, like 
like it would have been interesting if like he actually like told Thor like hey uh you know like if we freak these these guys out like there's gonna be chaos and yeah 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 they could have made a case like that and he's like just play along please or something like that and uh, we'll right. talk later um and then you know they meet up in a in back room he's like why the hell would you do that on the stage <laughs> like yeah exactly. you know kind of thing and then you'd be or, like oh okay like interesting you know well th- and that's so. the thing is that like you know like people i, I feel like it, it's very obvious some of the other routes that you could take it and they're much better honestly yeah so it it, it pains me that someone like taika waititi who, who is a very creative person i, I think um chooses these just like oh i prefer just laughs you know no yeah. substance and so it's getting, well, and, and it's the getting thing frustrating is, and the thing is is we know he's talented because we've seen jojo rabbit we've seen you know uh the willer people um yeah and like we know he's got talent when he puts his you know all in but it was just right. so clear that he just wasn't taking this project seriously um yeah. it was kind of like just like he had some interesting beats that were, you know, uh, pretty straightforward, but it, it also felt like, like, for instance, like a lot of the story, I was kind of like the story, if it would be so much better if it actually just focused on Thor and Jane and mm-hmm. Korg and Valkyrie weren't even like along for the adventure kind of thing. Like it, yeah, I don't it, think it Korg wasn't, needs to be in everything. Like Valkyrie didn't need to be in it like really at all um she kind of led them on a wild goose chase with this gods thing and then the lightning bolt is all they got out of it and the lightning bolt didn't need to be there either except the only reason the lightning bolt needed to be there was to teleport uh thor to the living tribunal place yeah it was a really shitty plot device for that and then different kinds of action sequences like cool things with action sequences yeah cool things with action sequences but i'm like that's not really like that's okay. not worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I agree with you. And the thing that annoys me about that the most is that okay, we couldn't beat him with three people, but we can beat him with one later. Yeah, like it. It doesn't make any sense why all of a sudden, or or I guess two. You know, it's like one and a half because she comes in halfway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but so they can do that. Like, why is one less person now more effective? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It, it would have been. It, it wasn't so much, like a, a power up scene or anything like that in between. It was just, oh, shit, we got beat. Let's go back and try again with with one less person. Oh, yeah, yeah we did it. So it didn't make any sense. Yeah, it was it was like <clears throat> from a, a writing perspective, like it would have been far more interesting if that scene um, on the, um, the in the Shadow Realm was just Jane, Gore and Thor. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and it made it to where. Like, I don't know, like everything, it was kind of like a desperate plea or a, a desperation play for Thor to go back. Right. Cause you know, Jane gets sick and you know, she's, she literally can't move and stuff like that. Um, right. but yeah, like having Valkyrie in there just kind of lessened the impact of, of some of those scenes. And I thought, uh, so I, <clears throat> I do want to kind of jump in now that we're talking about a little bit yeah. about the shadow realm, some things that I really, really liked about the movie which was um, the creatures, like the nightmare creatures. Right. I thought that was really cool, uh, really neat designs, especially like the creepy leg spider things that I saw. Like those were freaky. Yeah. Um, And uh, so like there were certain horror moments that I was like, wow, this is actually like terrifying. Like this would definitely give a kid nightmares kind of thing. And um, it was whenever the, 
the town gets invaded at first. Like it just kind of starts going full horror and uh, mm. kids start get disappearing and, and getting dragged in, into shadows and stuff. And I was like, oh, right. oh shit. Um, and then there was uh, in the shadow realm, whenever they, <clears throat> you know, that whole sequence with um, Jane is, is bound with those weird, like it looks kind of like hair kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That Gore was using. And um, he was, you know, telling Thor to call the axe, call the axe. Like that whole sequence, I was just like, this is crazy. Like what? And then, of course, like, you know, he calls the axe and, and explodes the entire uh, moon. And um, yeah, it was just like those were some really crazy moments. That, that whole fight sequence I, I really enjoyed as well. Um, but uh but yeah, there were there were other moments that I was just kind of like, oh, OK, like that's that just uh, kind of undercuts the seriousness of it. And so the tone was just all over the place. Like you had yeah, moments that were it was like a rom com. Right. And right. then you went to full like nightmare horror with gore. And I was just like, this is oh, I want more of this. Like this would have been sick if they would have done this. But um, yeah, I, I feel like they didn't give gore enough screen time and. I also didn't quite understand, like, I don't understand why everyone knows Thor and Valkyrie's backstories, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like, why does Gore know all this stuff, right? Like, about these these gods. Like, feels like he just re- heard about them yesterday. Like, I'm already- assuming he gets, he's like, and, and this is the problem, right? Because yeah. you're assuming. You're assuming but right. you're already having to assume. But I'm assuming he gets, like, knowledge from the sword. Yeah. Um, that but is that it, is my best rationalization and that's the it. thing it would have been cool if like whenever the sword like whenever he cuts someone with the sword he gets their entire history like kind of downloaded into his brain right like and he he can like you know learn everything about them and that's whenever he like you know maybe he he bounds them up and uh that suddenly he's he's able to like recall those memories he's like oh interesting like you know like you you believe in the gods even though they've done this and this and this to you you know um so yeah i don't know it just it felt uh really poorly crafted if that makes sense but it had moments that were really well executed um so yeah um that, that's yeah, yeah i think i i would say that like just to touch back on a few things like there really wasn't a lot of explanation to a lot of things. Yeah. And I, I really think that like there was a real big lack of explanation with Jane becoming Thor. Like you kind of got oh, one. Yeah. That's a, yeah. You didn't like, even. Yeah. They, they did give an explanation for it, but it was not a good explanation. Yeah. They were basically Thor made a promise to his hammer and he said, hammer or Mjolnir is like, you make sure you always watch over Jane for me. And then a little seal appeared on the hammer and that's it yeah so apparently because she's sick it's taking care of her now and to my understanding he doesn't have the ability like odin does to lay any kind of law out to mjolnir yeah but if he does like explain that to me like yeah let, don't just be like oh yeah this this makes sense and then also him not even understand it later you know what i mean yeah because he yeah. didn't even get it and so I felt like that was really cheap. It was more of just like a really shitty plot device to get something interesting to happen, right? Yeah. To have her be Thor. And then um, the girl at the end having powers. I I mean, I kind of, once again, like, be, I guess because Eternity revived her, now she has powers. 
So uh, okay. that that part was interesting to me because I was watching the reflection of the girl whenever I she saw appeared. it. And it looked like eternity. And it looked like eternity, right? But like, I guess like eternity is supposed to be like this embodiment of love. Like that's the love and thunder part of it. But the thing was, okay, here's here's another issue. Okay, Did you already see the problem if that yeah. we're having to try to make these these jumps to try yeah. to explain things. Well, like, and, and that's, that's the thing the is it, there wasn't an emotional payoff of Thor becoming a father. Right. Right. So because they didn't put in the work to get us hyped for him to become a father, like it would have been interesting right. if like maybe that, like in the thing is, it's like the, the potential is there. Like it's all kind of there. They just, that's didn't what makes it the, the most dots. frustrating. Yeah. yeah. They literally like, I would have been so much more pleased if they would have spent the first act kind of, you know, doing like a full f- like flashback to to Jane and and um, uh, Thor, right? And mm-hmm. maybe the you know Jane wants children and Thor doesn't, and that's what creates that split, right? right. And then you know, as time goes on, he realizes like, no, I, I he he does want kids or something like that. Or, yeah, or do the he's re- beginning to it, feel it, more and more lonely, have less yeah. and less family, all that kind of stuff. And so then he ends up, he's like, no, I I, I any you know comes to Jane, he's like, I regret doing this, and that's whenever she reveals that she has cancer, right? Like right. how devastating would that be? Like suddenly you're rekindling things and you're, you're going, no, I, I do want kids with you. Like, and then boom, like I have cancer, like damn, like the potential, you know, like to really like yeah. pull our heartstrings. And, uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't really do anything with they, it. They didn't um, do that. And yeah. we got, we got something that was also very awkward to me, which was whenever he was like, Oh, but I'm going to die she's not going to have anyone. And then Jane, who's also dying is like, uh, yeah, she will have someone. And I'm like, two out of the three people here are dying. And, uh, and Thor hasn't said anything. He doesn't yeah. look super like, Oh, I can't wait to have a kid. It looks like she just pushed a kid off to him yeah. with, without saying anything. And I was like, okay, does he want a kid? Like, I don't understand. And, and yeah. that's the problem because then it shows him being like a super happy dad afterwards. Right. So it's just that like weird thing of just like, okay, I'm a I'm a dad now. Like once again, you get that improv feel where it's just like, okay. And now this, like there just really isn't any context that leads up to it. That makes any yeah. sort of validation and justification. So yeah, that, that part is all very much lacking for me. And that's kind of the biggest issue with a lot of this stuff in this particular episode and I, or I mean a movie. And I think that I think some of it really comes down to like I've been watching a lot of interviews and stuff like that with Taika Waititi, um, especially over the past year. Mm-hmm. And he has gotten a lot more like Hollywood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. It, and he's gotten a lot more like, you know, people ask him about his, um, you know, like how he prepares for things. And he's like, oh, I don't prepare like, oh, and I don't read anything. I don't research. No, I, I want to tell my own version of it. I, I don't need to, you know, look into all this other stuff. So he's very he's very lax on any kind of like, you know, checking to see if this actually makes sense or, or anything like that. And to a point, I think that that is necessary for a director to not feel totally beholden yeah. to something else that's done before. But I think uh, this kind of attitude of I can do whatever I want, though, is not great for the a cohesive storyline, right? Yeah. Because what he does also dictates the rest of the, the, the future of the MCU, right? 
And I just think in a way he's making it way too comical to make a lot of the other more serious characters kind of make sense later. Like it's going to be a weird um, position kind of whenever they all meet up. And all of these people that they introduced are very much like him. These kind of dumb brutes minus Jane Foster, you know, like everyone else is in this movie was kind of like that. Yeah. And I agree with, with the whole, uh, Korg. Like I, I was like, really the Korg's face now. Okay. Um, so that didn't feel good, but yeah, Yeah. so there's just a lot of, a lot of issues. There was some good stuff too, though. Like I do want to talk about a few of the good things. Um, it's hard to remember the good things once, <laughs> however, once you start going to all the darkness. <laughs> oh, I, I do want to mention one other thing, just because I'm curious to see if you agree with me on this or not. Um, I have heard a lot of people say that Christian Bale's performance was, was great and that his character was fantastic. For me, I was the total opposite. I think that he did probably the best he could because I know he's a damn good actor. Yeah, yeah, I think he did the best he could with what he had. I genuinely do not think that, that character was written very well. I think that there was a lot more potential, and I think that he had very little substance to him. Um, they did not spend enough time with him. It was literally about thirty seconds of oh, this happened, and this is why he's sad. Before, like, I, I feel like I need more than just his daughter dying to kind of justify some of this stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing. So like, I guess I just wasn't really like, it's like you said, I think he did the best he could with what he had. Yeah. Um, But he didn't really like make sense to me. Like mm-hmm. he w- he had this calm demeanor and he's like, this is my vow. I will you know kill all the gods, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And um, I was ready for like the stoic kind of like just, wholly determined type of character right and there was a scene with the kids in the the cage thing right and he's like talking to them and he sounds kind of like a like a i don't know like a like a gangster or something like that like a Mm -hmm. like a you know like a i don't know mob boss or something but it was just kind of weird to me and i was like i was kind of like it would be interesting if he actually genuinely tried to convince the kids of his ideology and, yeah, I agree. you know, like was like, no, like this is what's happened. Like, this is what I've seen. You know, how does, how would you feel if like, you know, your followers were, uh, had faith in you and worshiped you and then, um, you know, they, you left them to, to die. Right. And stuff like yeah. that. Like I thought there, there would have, there was moments, there were just so many potential moments that felt squandered and, that was one of them too, where I was just like, man, it would have been so cool if he, we got that serious stoic. And then by the end of it, the kids kind of walked, you know, kind of were chilled, not because of how scary he is, but of how like, you know, he's got such a strong point kind of thing or something like that. Like, right. it, I don't know, like it would have been interesting, but well, they... I, I think that that could have been, exp- uh, you're right. I think that that definitely would have been a prime moment for them to give a little bit more context as to his ideology yeah because i think that that's important to have you know a a truly like three-dimensional character um especially when he's the villain because the villains always you know are typically very two-dimensional and uh you know shallow in in their reasoning and whenever we get those great ones it's because they do have a really like a villain makes the movie right yeah yeah. Um, 
at least makes it memorable because you're like, oh, remember that one movie? Because you're always going to get more Thor, right? You're not yeah. going to get more Thanos at this point. So it's those kinds of things where the villain kind of makes the movie. And here they really didn't spend a lot of time doing that. I would have preferred him to like, honestly, like if he would have made some, showed some scenes where he was killing off the gods and lift listing, like as he was killing them or getting close to killing them, listing off like what they did that he's going to kill them for basically or something yeah, to show yeah. that he, he has like some knowledge and there's actual reasoning behind what he's doing. And people can be like, Oh man, that really was fucked up. You, right? you know, you know, and I was thinking too, like, you know, the, my, my whole idea where like, if you, if he cuts someone with a sword, he gets all their memories and like everything that's ever happened to them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be cool if like, as the reason why he becomes more and more corrupted because of the sword is because as he kills these gods, he sees all their, the, past transgressions that they were committing and he's just becomes more and more determined in like what he believes like um because of the the horrific things that he sees from them right um but you know then at the end you know thor maybe challenges him you know it it would be interesting but uh if thor challenged him and was like well you're only looking at like all the terrible things they've done like you know gods live forever they're they're just you know there's uh there, there's obviously terrible ones, but there's also ones that do good. Like look at the good ones, and then he sees the good ones, and he kind of realizes, like, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, uh, I can't like pass judgment or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it just, uh, I oh, just yeah. thought there would I, just I be so much, them. so much more. There was so much potential for everything, and they didn't have to change much. Just as like a little bit more attention to detail as far as like what they wanted to do with the characters. So yeah. Um, sorry, I got off on like a long no, tangent. No, so. And but, I, I think yeah. that also with him, like, I, I think like, you know, there's usually two routes to beat a villain, right? You, you beat them with pure force and you kill them or you, you change them. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that this route, they kind of did like a weird version of both that didn't pay off very well. That's the other go thing. Ahead. The more I'm thinking about it, like this is one of those movies, like the more you think about it, the more you're going to go, man, there's so much missed potential. Um, but uh, like, how cool would it have been if they actually faced off like in the in the uh, eternity realm? Right. Like mm-hmm. and it was in that kind of like that weird water thing, you know, with clouds and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, like it, it'd be a cool like fight sequence that took place. And then whoever lived ended up being able to do the sacrifice. Right. Or mm-hmm. not the sacrifice, but the wish. And then um Thor loses, but like intentionally, like because he knows that the sword reveals um, his history and he gives like this, you know, speech to Gore while he's got him stabbed and he's like holding him. He's like, look at, you know, look at what what we fought for in, in, in my family and, and what, you know, look at my mother, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like just and then that way he could be like, oh, you know, like this is. Uh, you know, I have to realize that they're, they're not all bad kind of thing. So I don't know. Yeah. I just, it, it, man, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, damn, it would have been really cool if they'd had that little, little mechanism in there, but whatever. So yeah, can't do well, it. that's, it's just the problem with it. And you know, it, it is it, what it is. It now, feels very but... unimaginative. Like that's the other thing too. It's like, if you're going to get like a relic or an artifact that is imbued with power, like Zeus's lightning bolt, right. Which looked really cheesy i'm not gonna lie it looked kind of like plastic but, I, I agree i agree um like it would have been cool if they had it like kind of glowing like you couldn't really see the metal or something like that but anyways um but uh but yeah the with uh the artifact thing usually like 
on an adventure story and stuff like that's a big deal like you've got an artifact that's that's gonna let you maybe that's the power it does is it lets they make a good point to say you can imbue um you know power in your followers and stuff like that i don't know so but yeah yeah there's a lot of missed opportunity on on this type of stuff so yeah it would have certainly explained it more if if the lightning bolt was the reason why and someone explaining to him that that was something he could do yeah right the reason why he was able to transfer some powers right but it, it, that whole thing was just so stupid but that's i think the before we go on to the good stuff i just want to mm. say um i guess two more things a like the main thing about this is that i feel like they really valued cheap laughs over actual yeah. substance mm-hmm. when there should have been far more of a balance like i felt like there was in ragnarok yeah um and then last thing also this is a tiny little thing but that accent from russell crowe i don't think it was greek i have to say that did not sound like a greek <laughs> accent to me literally everyone everyone in my family that went and saw it we were like is he Italian? (laughs) It sounded like some weird mix between Russian and Italian. I was like, what is this? It's not Greek. (laughs) But yeah. So anyways, that was just a a small little thing there, but let's, let's talk about some, some good stuff real quick. And one thing that I want to mention was that I, I really loved, I thought it was so funny whenever they made Asgard uh, a tourist attraction. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was hysterical. You saw Valkyrie doing like, you know, all of the PR and stuff like that yeah. for it. Like, I thought that was um that that kind of thing was really funny. I also really liked the scenes and I could see some people not liking them. But I I did like the scenes with um like Mjolnir where he was like trying to get Mjolnir back or was jealous of, of Mjolnir with mm. Jane and stuff like that. I thought that was really funny. And, and whenever Stormbreaker was jealous. Like, I think that one particular scene is whenever she's, Jane is holding Mjolnir and he's kind of off in the distance and he's like trying to like grab it back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then Stormbreaker just kind of inches its way over. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh. That, that, that um, whole thing, that whole bit, I really thought was hilarious. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, how he, he kept, he's, oh, I'm, I'm thinking of you, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> basically treating it like as his ex-girlfriend or something it was great it was really good stuff um so yeah those things were funny but that that's really what it is at the end of the day is that like i the only like good parts that were there for me Mm -hmm. were just the funny scenes that happened to land right it was the it like nothing that i really liked had substance in it it was it wasn't anything that really you know enhanced the the marvel you know universe for me it was just funny things that happened to land and i don't think that that's the right thing that you want um whenever you get um out of that movie you know i i feel like you need something a little bit more to that yeah no i i I totally agree i think it's it's one of those we have if we have to look for the positives um because they were drowned out from the negatives then there's not enough positive if that makes sense um yeah so like like you know kind of for instance in the beginning uh one of the more forgettable sequences was whenever he was with the guardians and it was like they just didn't like want to be there and they were trying to get rid of him and which is kind of funny but at the same time like they just survived they didn't make it as funny as they could have yeah remember that scene at the end of of whatchamacallit um endgame yeah. Like just literally in that like last 
like 20 seconds, like where he and Peter are having that dialogue. Right. It was so funny. Yeah. And the, the idea of them teaming up was hilarious. Yeah. But instead, like whenever you get to see it kind of formulate here, nothing paid off. They had yeah. a weird dynamic. It wasn't really funny. It was just kind of there. And yeah. So. Yeah. I, I was, I was kind of um, yeah disappointed with that aspect. And then the other thing was, is it made it, they made it out to be like, Oh, his big thing is like, he just leaves destruction in his wake. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, cause you know, he ends up destroying the, that temple and he ends up right. creating a hole in the roof of uh, that, you know, uh, visitor center at, at you know, uh, what you would call it, um, New Asgard, right? Right. And so I was, I was getting the impression of like maybe that's like a thorn in Jane's side, right? Like where she's just like, yeah, that's the problem with him. He's a, he's a big oaf, and he he does these things, and it's like he doesn't realize it, and maybe that's a point of tension with them. But it kind of just didn't go anywhere, and so I was like, I guess you're just doing it to make him a big oaf. Like I was hoping he would like kind of learn or something like that. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. become a better person and not blow things up just, uh, you know, for the glory kind of thing. Well, and also, isn't that the whole point of why, uh, Gore is trying to kill the gods because they really just like, don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then they don't really like counteract that point later on. Yeah. So, yeah. He doesn't change in that way. He he shows that like, yeah, I, I wanted to save some kids. So, I mean, I guess that's better. But like the whole point was just that like they never pay attention to all of the shit that they leave, you know, yeah. uh, us humans to deal with. And that kind of stuck that way the whole movie. Yeah. Well, and I think the more like it. it so I've only heard this. I don't know if it's true. I probably mm-hmm. shouldn't say it, but. I heard through the grapevine that there is a four hour cut of this film somewhere. Mm. Um, like what Taika did four hours of recording for this film. Um, so I'm, or not, I mean, not four hours of recording, but, but potential runtime of four hours for this film. Right. And he cut it down to two hours. And like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, and the other thing was, is apparently Christian Bale was like sold on this script. Like he, he was like, Oh, they're doing something different that, you know, they don't do with their villains and stuff like that. So I feel like, yeah. So I, I feel like that, that there was a little bit more like that was on the chopping block that I think ended up kind of cutting into it. Like, I don't know. Like it just, it feels like very undercooked in that respect. Yeah. So I, I hope that that is the case, honestly, because I would like to think that it was just done better, you know, than, than what we got. Mm -hmm. But even then, like comparing, you know, the lessons learned at the end from the issues at the beginning, like there's I don't know how much more you could add there that kind of fixes that yeah. because those problems are still there. So I, I don't know if they well, were ever fixed to begin with. It, and that's the other thing. It really didn't like the whole moral like conundrum, right, that the villain mm-hmm. is supposed to propose, like didn't really like have a, a satisfying payoff. It was like. He's like, oh, I want to call the gods. And then Thor's like, no, you just want your daughter alive again. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, well, th- right. Because the, the daughter was just a symptom of the bigger issue that yeah. he was supposed to take issue with. And, and that was, that's the problem is that they didn't really stick to that. They instead, they made it in the end, like, oh, yeah, I would just be happy if I got my daughter back. Yeah. Just like you said. And that's not whole, like, Gore the God Butcher is Gore the God Butcher because, and I feel like this is where a lot more context would make sense with his backstory. 
but like it's not just his daughter that dies from this like yeah. his whole his whole like existence has been absolute torment as has everyone that he's ever known following these gods and it's been literally generations upon generations only to find out that they literally do not give a shit and that's much more of a compounded effect if you show that than just distilling it down to him and his relationship with his daughter yeah which of of course is sad but you know it it defeats the the bigger issue that was supposed to be at play here whenever he's just like oh yeah i'll just have my daughter back then i'm fine i'm totally cool then so yeah it just didn't work out like nothing really landed it seemed very misconstrued it literally was just like going for the cheap laughs is what it is kind of thing i guess yeah yeah so and the more we the more we talk about it literally the more i'm like oh yeah it's just not great it's interesting because like i went in with a certain score in mind and then i'm coming out with an even like lesser score so yeah yeah, it's but it's it's like there's a thing there are moments that are like legitimately cool and like satisfying but it's like two or three where you're just like okay that's cool but like i don't know you just there wasn't there wasn't a moment of, of like awe, right? Like I, I always, I love this part in Infinity War, whenever they're fighting in Wakanda, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Thor just makes Stormbreaker, and you know, they, it's like you know, everything's down to the wire. People start falling, you know, left and right, kind of thing. And suddenly, you see this like rainbow, like jet from the sky, and then it's like, and then him right. and and uh, uh, the uh, was it Groot and and um, uh, rocket show up right right and he's like what does he say like bring me thanos and he like jumps up and like the sky yeah. gets dark and he's lightning out, comes out of his eyes and he slams the ground and it kills everyone in in sight right um like those are like the moments where you're just kind of like whoa like that was awesome Epic, yeah. like uh there's like that in, in thor ragnarok whenever he's fighting the hulk and stuff and you know he kind of uh he starts to you know look at the see his father in like these visions while he's getting beat up by Hulk. Right. And, uh, he summons lightning for the first time. Right. Stuff like right. that, where you're just kind of like, like, damn, like that was a amazing moment that he well, was it, it, it shows growth. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that was also like in, in all of those scenarios that you just described, the character was growing in various ways. And the, like a, a, along with like accompanied by these fantastic visuals yeah. and all of them also, by the way. Yeah. But, that's the thing is that like here it's you you just get the fantastic visuals for the most part or the cheap laughs it's not accompanied by substance yeah well and that's the thing is like i don't want people to think like oh only taika can helm thor right Right. like because we've seen thor in the hands of the russo brothers and he he's pretty epic so yeah i'm kind of like i'm of the mindset of like you know I don't know. It just, it feels, it feels like a breach of trust a little bit with. Yeah, uh, I agree. Taika. Cause I was just like, and especially like you said, after watching some of these interviews, he's, he's become very Hollywood uh, compared yeah. to his indie days where, you know, he had this certain modesty about him, but I don't know, like now it, it seems like he can do no wrong kind of thing. Um, whenever yeah, he's like, talking to interviews and I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know about this man. Like, it, <laughs> I think good, I general, have some, some modesty. So <laughs> I, well, that's the thing. I think that the before, like he, he had said in interviews whenever he was like originally, you know, just getting into Thor and stuff like that. He was mm-hmm. like, 
you know, I just try to, I was just trying to do a good job. I was just trying to do a good job. And, and now it's much more like, oh yeah, like I did what I want and you know, people are going to like it. Like, you know, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't like read anything for it. I just kind of did it my way. And you know, that's how it's going to be. Like, it was just way too like uncaring, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And fickle. And so like, because of that, like, I, I feel like it's really reflected here. Um, yeah. And, and also, it just, it feels out of character compared to some of the, 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 the projects that he's done that we both adore, you know, like what we exactly, do with shadows and exactly. stuff like that. Like, like, <clears throat> so and, I, I remember us getting into him with, uh, with that, what we do in the shadows. What uh, we do in movie. the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was hilarious. Like, yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I think, um, also this is, and this is a tiny issue and this is genuinely something I'm just interested to see, like what you think about it, because mm. I didn't really think about it until this movie. But um, I went down like this little bit of a rabbit hole because I was like, that girl at the end there, she was like, she sounds Australian. I'm like, why is she Australian? Oh, um, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's his daughter. Yeah, Chris has and his then, daughter. Yeah. And so whenever I looked it up, I actually found out like most of the kids in there are like the actor's daughters and, and, and sons, sons and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I feel like we're getting into this kind of weird realm of like, actor nepotism like it's always been there but i'm like you know it's a big thing to get a movie credit like a movie credit period let alone like a marvel movie credit right and i feel like because i'm like there's no way that that actress was i mean like she was all of a sudden randomly australian like it he christian bale's not australian why is she australian and so i'm like obviously she she could not have been the best person for the role and so i'm like this is weird when we're starting to sacrifice like something that's literally like should be pretty obviously cohesive in a movie Mm -hmm. just because it's one of the actor's daughters. And then to find out that like all of them were actors were like, you know, actors from the movie's daughters. I'm like, and sons, I'm like, "Mm, wow, kids really aren't having to try very hard if their parents are an actor now. Right. Like, I mean, it would take someone else like, I mean, like 16 years. I mean, unless you're lucky enough to be like a kid actor that gets picked up, but I mean, to get a Marvel movie on your resume, that would take people like, you know, maybe their whole entire lives to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So I just felt kind of icky about that whenever yeah. it was happening because it, it, they didn't do a good job. And I'm like, you should at least do a good job. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, I thought that was strange to me. So, so let's do this, too. I do want to. Well, should we talk about those end credit scenes? Oh, um, yes. Yes, we should. <clears throat> OK, so what was the was the first the f- one with? First one was Valhalla. Valhalla. Okay, so uh, apparently there's just no consequences in this fucking universe. And so uh, (laughs) Natalie Portman, I mean, uh, Jane, shows up in Valhalla, greeted by Heimdall. And, like, I understand that they're in another realm. They're in, like, the heaven realm or something like that, right? Right. But, like... You need to, you either need to establish some hardcore rules before they get to the heaven realm. Like maybe mm-hmm. if you get to the heaven realm, the most you can do is commune with those people, but they, they can never leave. Like it's just locked in key, right? Or something like right. that. Like then you'd be like, oh, well, it's kind of like, you know, they're, they're there. Like it's, it's, there's a, you know, there are kind there's of some a, consequence. There's to some it. consequence yeah. to it. But now because we don't know any of the rules, we're left to wonder and we're just going, does this mean like they can just be, you know, get through a portal and become come back alive now? Like, is are we really about to like just remove death as a consequence? Like, um, 
I'm kind of like, yeah, what is well, going on? Like, that's the thing. I, I think I'm, I'm left in that position of like, I really hope that was just like, a, oh, don't feel bad audience. Like she's doing fine up there, you know, and that's it. That's the end of it. We never see it again. Yeah. You know, because I don't, you're right. Like, I don't want her to like find some Jerry rigged back door to come back. Yeah. Right. Um, because I feel like death should be looked at in the way that it is like with the finality that it deserves. And that's the thing is like, I don't have problems with like resurrections and stuff like that, but like you have to spend, I'm sorry, but like you have to show your fucking work. Yeah. Entire, (laughs) entire film, like showing your work, like (laughs) it needs to be like, Oh wow. This was a a major feat. This is amazing that they were able to do this. Not, uh, Oh, by the way, like everyone's in, uh, Valhalla and, uh, we we could just go up there and, say hey guys right. come back to exactly Earth. come on um so, so we don't know anything about we don't that know yet, but yeah. like hopefully hopefully that's not the case is basically what we're saying um so yeah that was my big issue with it it undercut jane's sacrifice I agree. um i i was kind of yeah like and i, I actually like that whole send-off that they had for jane like so you know i thought I, it was a very generic send-off but I was glad that it happened, honestly, yeah. because I want like something to happen to Thor to make him, I don't know, feel like a little bit more like a real character. Yeah. Um. At at this point, uh, but Instead of a yeah. stooge kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because like I really did feel like although he was funny before, like I I genuinely did feel like there was growth in the other movies that he was been a part of, especially Endgame and Infinity War. I feel yeah. like there was a lot of growth there, actually. Yeah. And now I just felt like this was really a step back, and I'm like, I really hope he's not going to be internally stuck in this, like, man-boy period, you know? Yeah. Um, frat, frat man-boy, I guess. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll we'll have to see about that. The next one, though, the next scene is whenever Zeus, uh, he obviously did not die, um, and he is talking to his son saying basically, you know, all oh, the people don't care about us and, you know, we're now the butt of the jokes and until Thor falls, like, we'll always be looked at like that. So, Hercules, I want you to take care of him. And you yeah. get to see Hercules. What's your thought? Um, Hercules did not look like I was expecting to see a Hercules kind of thing. Same. He, he looks a little too lanky. I was hoping they'd get someone beefier for mm-hmm. Hercules, um, considering he's supposed to have like super strength god you know yeah um i am just not like really like crazy excited about it at all because it feels like the motivation is very subpar as well like just very like uh, surface level it's like oh he embarrassed us now we're angry it's like right like this feels kind of like a cartoon show that isn't really like that compelling at all like so yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of just like like they could have done so much more to really, um, you know, make a compelling thing where it's like, you know, maybe Zeus sees Thor as like a, a threat and, you know, he's a uh, uh, Thor does whatever he pleases without Zeus's consent. And, you mm-hmm. know, he needs to be brought in on, on charges in front of everyone kind of thing. And then you'd be like, OK, this is you know interesting. But even then, like, that's just not a good enough motivation for me to get on board for an entire film. So. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I'm like, if this is the motivating factor for them to like, you know, collide, like I, I'm just not like too hyped on that, to be honest. So, yeah, my, my thing is um, like, I just feel like it's already off on a bad foot because 
like Zeus wasn't a great character here. Yeah. And it was kind of goofy. And now I'm wondering, oh, great, is Hercules going to be kind of like that? And I'm thinking back, and this is going to make it double rough, because even though this is an unfair comparison, but I'm thinking back, one of my, my favorite Disney movie of all time, mm-hmm. Hercules, animated Hercules. Yeah. yeah. Literally the best movie ever. <laughs> um, I still know all the words to every single song. That's yeah. how much of a Hercules fan I am. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the like, so like in my mind, he's going to be going up against that Hercules. But the thing is about that Hercules is that there's so much comedy in that Hercules, but there's also so much substance in that Hercules. Yeah. And so like, I really want there to be like Hercules to be this badass character. And if it's any, I, that's why I'm really hoping desperately he's nothing like <laughs> Zeus, unfortunately. Um, you know, cause I just feel like that, that character was, is just is how he is now, but yeah. it was a yeah. shitty version of him. And, um, I, he doesn't, I agree with you. He doesn't look the part. I don't want to judge it too early cause we just got like a little glimpse of him, but the actor that plays him, I, I just wouldn't have picked, but I've been convinced on physical appearance before for other characters. Right? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm reserving, trying to reserve judgment for that, but I'll definitely say that it wasn't, wasn't what I thought. Yeah. Um, and there is a pretty good dynamic there between Hercules and Thor as far as in the comics. Like, I know that they have like a huge rivalry usually, mm-hmm. even though they're both good. Like, it kind of is like they have like these issues with each other. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see that part play out. I just really hope that they learn from the issues, like take the good and then, you know, fix the bad with this movie. And hopefully like no one's too arrogant to see that there is some things that needed to be fixed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I'm willing to forgive. Like I, I think everyone deserves like, Oh man, I, I just kind of screwed this movie up a little bit. Like I'm, I'm totally down for, for Taika to do it again. It's just that if, if he treats it with the same gloves on the next one, then I'm going to have issues. Then I'm going to have like, okay, he shouldn't be in charge anymore. You yeah. Know? And, and they'll of course listen to me if I say, yeah, that, so, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm of the mindset, these are multi-billion dollar movies. There isn't room for it. <laughs> like, you really need to, like, I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, you're being entrusted with this budget, with these IPs. Like, mm-hmm. you you got to do your homework, man. Like, I remember, like, James Gunn made such a big point to say, like, yeah, I read all the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Like, you know, I, I tried to integrate it as much as I could. But, you know, there were some changes I wanted to make. But at the end of the day, like, I've got a love for these characters, right? Um, and like, that's kind of the level of intensity that I expect from a director of Marvel. So, and then I, you know, if they come out with a, a lesser than, than a good movie, right. Compared to the previous one then I'm kind of like, okay, you know, I, I could tell they, they put it in their all right. Right. Um, but with this one, it just, it almost felt like a mockery a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I can't, after everything I've said today, I can't, not even that. a little bit. It really was a, <laughs> like just a straight mockery of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I'm just like, no, like y- you can tell whenever someone just doesn't do well versus, Oh, it feels like they're doing it on purpose, you know? And or, this, or like, like they don't do well versus they don't care. Yeah. 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 And this one felt like, he didn't care, which was just yeah. uh, very unfortunate just... coming from one of my favorite directors. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what it is for me in a nutshell as well. So let's go ahead and give it our final ratings because we somehow stretched this out to be quite a while. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I thought this one was actually going to be fairly quick, but uh, it was not. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead. Uh, what would you give it um, for your, for your score? 
man. I, I think I for my score, I still think it's a click, right? I'm still going to say right. it's a click. Okay. But for my score, I'm actually uh, I'm going to be kind of harsh because I in a weird way, like I just exp- not in a weird way at all. Actually, it's pretty normal. Um I expected a lot more from this director. I I, I love Thor Ragnarok, you know. Um, I've, I've loved his previous, uh, projects. Um, he really hasn't like missed, um, on a lot of his projects. So mm-hmm. I think this was the first real miss of his. Um, and there was a lot of potential cause the, the comics kind of outlined the entire story really nicely, uh, with Jane Foster's Mighty Thor. And, um, it felt like it was kind of just pushed by the wayside for that improv comedy approach. Right. 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 Um, so with all that said, I'm going to give it a, uh, I'm going to give it a 48%. That, that feels rough on the ears, but I, I, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no. <the thing. laughs> I was like, I mean, I had to kind of lay it all out and just give it the reason, but yeah. Yeah. At the end uh, of the day, like that's just, that feels like the right number for me. So yeah, I, I would honestly have to say after this, cause I, I, I did say it was a click before I maintain that, but I had a caveat to it. I'm going to, I'm going to just push that caveat harder to like, just be official. Basically. I think that because of all the reasons that both of us have outlined for me, I would give it a 50. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it is a click exclusively just so you're not lost with things. Um, I think that it would be a click if you care about, you know, knowing what's happening with the Marvel franchise and you typically go and see all of them and stuff like that. I don't think you necessarily could afford to miss out on this one um, just for the information. But if you are a very casual, you know, Marvel fan, um, that, you know, I like this one, so I'll watch this. I don't care if I see this. I would honestly say that this is one of the, you know, biggest skippable things I've seen. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, actual substance and entertainment value is concerned. So, that's... I can't believe I'm saying that. But, yeah, that that is what it is for me. I don't think I've ever given a Marvel movie such a low score. Even Eternals got higher than that for me, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I thought so. Eternals was terrible. It was... That was just a mess, like uninspired mess. Yeah, so. I think. I mean, Eternals. Let me get this. Uh, Eternals wasn't much higher, but it was higher. Um, I'm pretty sure I gave that one a sixty percent or so. Hmm. But yeah, even then, I felt like I was stretching it a little bit. Yeah. But, but yeah. So either way, um, very cool. Also, a little side note. Speaking of Eternals, <laughs> no one has ever mentioned yet in any of the of the Disney Plus series or the movies. No one has ever mentioned the gigantic alien that is frozen in the geography of the world now. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't I find that weird? Yeah. Cause isn't, aren't, isn't like the helmet and the hands like stuck yep, out of the, it's stuck out of the ground and it's gigantic. It's, it ain't small. Yeah. So I find it very strange that no one's mentioning those things, but yeah, I just hope that someone like literally points it out, even as like a little side thing in one of the movies, like an Easter egg. I don't know. I just find that I, weird. Anyway. I'm just, I'm like, I'm kind of curious if like if Feige's kind of like, hey, I did my shit with Thanos, and now I'm taking money, <laughs> and you know, these bills aren't gonna pay themselves, guys. You yeah. Know, so. Like, you guys I, I can run this into the ground if you want. Yeah, like, I'll not, be there for the ride, but I'm I'm not at the helm anymore. Yeah, yeah, I I I did my shit. I'm good. So, 
um, which um, honestly I wouldn't blame him. You know, um, it's yeah. probably a pain in the ass doing what he does. So he's probably just That's, at the point where he's kind of like, ugh, like it is know. a lot of lassoing, you know, with all of these different yeah. directors, with all of their different views and probably all of their egos and oh, everything geez. like that. Like it does sound like, like rounding up toddlers, you know what I, I mean? I can't imagine. So, <clears throat> But it, yeah. that's the thing is, it's just funny because it's like, you know, Feige's got good. He's it, he's similar in the sense that he's made great decisions in the past and he's done, you know, obviously marvelous things, uh, no pun intended. But um, <laughs> it was it's like, yeah, you can kind of tell, like, especially with phase four, just the, the 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 excitement just really isn't there. You know, it's. And I'm kind of like of the mindset of like, yes, we can get into like some weird, funky stuff, right? With, I mean, Guardians is going to be done here soon, right? It, right. James Gunn said the third one is his final one. He's, he's bound out. Um, I'm almost of the mindset of like, is Marvel, is Marvel going to continue down this lane or are they going to go for a reboot? You know, like, but I don't, oh, they're I think gonna they're continued on the lane. Yeah. They're I think they're, the they're committed, but it's like, would yeah. it be better if they rebooted a lot of stuff and gave, you know, kind of some new breath and new life into stuff? Cause I think that's what makes Batman so, um, adaptable is that, you know, people can come in and they can breathe their own, you know, life into this character. And, and, you know, some people are going to like it and some people aren't right. Um, yeah. but it keeps it fresh and exciting. And I think Marvel kind of, wrote themselves in a corner in a sense with their expanded universe. So um, I'm just, well, also, and, and this is the first time this has happened like this guys. So like, yeah. you know, we saw a little bit with X-Men, but it wasn't near as expensive as the MCU. Not even close. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, what happens when these actors get old and they get tired and, Oh, you know, you still want to make money on these characters. You can try to introduce new ones, but the new characters just aren't as exciting as the old characters. Cause the old characters are iconic. You know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. what do you do at that point? Um, you know, can well, then you, you just can have you a keep multiverse, Then you just have a multiverse version of, of all of the beloved characters come around. Yeah, but then, you know, what happens whenever with the multiverse, like, you know, the feeling of stakes are gone because, you know, you can just have... Because everyone's know, replaceable. Everyone's replaceable, you know, like, yeah. it's just well, I think kind that's of kind like of a, the issue that we're facing right now, but I also think that, you know, one of the big things while you were, while you were talking there, I... I it had me thinking a little bit about, you know, the future of it and how this phase really isn't as exciting. And that's because we're, we're a decent number of movies and shows into this series, right? Because don't forget we have, we have series going on as well. Yeah. And like, it was very focused with Thanos, you know, like on the, on the first one, like we had some very mysterious like Easter eggs of him first. And then we had, like these like literally he showed up at the end of a, of a couple of them right mm-hmm. so we felt like this big presence coming closer and closer and closer but now we're just getting like really like oh like this connection to the next movie you know what i mean it, it's yeah. not all uh, going towards one particular big point again yeah which i feel like is ruining a lot of the excitement so yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all right it's one of those things so we'll we'll, we'll yeah. be here throughout the the entire ride but yeah yeah so. well we'll take it with you guys for <laughs> all of the bad turns and hopefully some good ones yeah um but yeah that'll wrap it up for this episode guys thank you all so much for listening we really really appreciate it make sure you give us a five-star review on uh apple Podcasts. we'll read it off um in the next episode if you give us a written one 
We'll read it off in our best epic movie voice. And uh, you can also give us five stars on Spotify. That helps out a lot as well. We'll also have a poll on Spotify. You can uh, mark down if you would click or if you would skip. That way you can join in on the fun. And um, yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. So we will see you next time. Peace.